a podcast where we discuss History Channel's Wilderness Survivor Show alone from our very warm, comfortable home. Hey, I finally got it. It's our Nailed last episode. Last episode of the season, and we are... The, not we. You are there. I'm there. Also, full disclosure, we had like 20 minutes of this podcast recorded, and we realized GarageBand stopped recording, so... We had to go back and well, And then there it. were three attempts afterwards that we just kept laughing through trying to get this yeah. intro done. Yeah, so we're, we're doing great. Hooray. So, um, you know, not not without a hiccup or two through this whole season, right? Yeah. I'm your host, Anya, and here is my co-host, Josh. Hey, welcome back. And finally, we're at the finale. Hey. The, the final reckoning. The, the reckoning, which is the name of the episode. Whoa. What? Whoa, what? I didn't know that. Here's how we're going to cover the finale. Basically, we're going to dive in and cover the episode first. Then we will go through and cover the Fireside Chats. They are up on History Channel. Um, They weren't broadcast after the episode. Then we have some fun superlatives that we made up for all the contestants. And then I have some random trivia that, you know, I looked up about the contestants and about, you know, how this season compares to the other one. What Josh Josh is making. Uh... I was just saying, slow down. You're talking fast. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm just trying to catch up, okay? We, just, we literally just did all this. I know we just did this, but it wasn't recorded, so here we go again. <laughs> I know. You, you never know what happened on that. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> it's in our brains. It's not in theirs. We are going to start the episode with Teresa. Teresa. Teresa on day 68. 68. It is snowing and she looks so comfy in her shelter. She's just waking up and she just looks like she's going to spend the whole day inside watching the telly. I hate the, the winter, telly. but I love the snow. Oh. Like, I just want to lay in bed watching it come down. So comfortable. I just, I love it. But she's going to watch the fireplace telly jumping around. Yeah. And eventually she's like, I'm just, I'm going to make a broom. She's, she said that she's basically designating a craft a day because that's all she's had energy for, you know? Same girl. And you're not even starving. You're just... No, I'm just lazy. <laughs> um, so she's she said she's feeling very weak in her hands specifically while she's making the broom. I'm just glad that she didn't cut herself again. I was waiting for it. I'm not going to lie. I was I, like, I was my God, don't do it again. Holding my breath there for a second. So she makes this beautiful broom. She wants to use it to sweep off the snow from her shelter. Quidditch. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Some Harry Potter. Find the golden snitch. Yeah. Um, that's all I know about Harry Potter, by the way. <laughs> and as she is sweeping, she realizes that her fire died and she didn't get enough firewood. So she's got she's to gotta go out there and get some more firewood, right? Silly her didn't collect the day before because she just wasn't feeling up to it. No. And as she, like, we see her going to collect the firewood and you can see her movements are very slow and deliberate. And she equates it to, like, moving. She said, you feel like you're moving through water. And I could totally understand what she was talking about because it just, like, feels so heavy and slow and it just takes so much effort. I'm sure what she's experiencing is 10 times more amplified than what I felt before in my life. But, like, it was just such a good analogy. Like, she nailed it. It was amazing. I, I feel like it'd be like swimming through jello. Swimming through jello. Okay. I would just eat it. But 
then you wouldn't have anything to swim through. Exactly. But then you would just be kicking at the bottom of a pool. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So as she's collecting firewood, she spots deer tracks around her camp, which is super exciting. But at the same time, she's like, I don't honestly don't even know if I have enough energy to operate a bow and arrow right now. And then she says that she doesn't know she has enough energy to process it, which is a huge undertaking. It's, you know? it's a lot. you like, got to carry it to camp or wh- whatever. Break it down there. You have to carry something to camp. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And it's just, it's very physical to have to, like, skin a deer and, you know, do all that stuff. We, we saw how much Clay had to do earlier in the season when he got his buck. Yeah. And and that was this, early on. Yeah, this late in the game, it's it seems nearly impossible to actually get it done. Right. So, but it's something. We'll see. We'll see what happens. When we see her again on day sixty nine, she's thinking of a uh, Frito pie. And what's Frito pie? If you want to explain to our listeners, Frito pie. She said it's kind of like um, nachos piled on Fritos. Um, for us, we equated to like walking tacos, nachos. Basically, you open the bag, pour all the junk inside that bag and just go on your merry way eating it yeah if if you ever visit chicago or if you live in chicago for any of our listeners out there big star tacos have a fantastic walking taco that's got the fritos you get it in a frito bag anyone ever in ohio um cedar point cedar point we got those a couple summers ago it was a, a nice lunch to keep us going on the coasters didn't make us throw up that was great yeah good stuff good stuff so She's also talking about how she wants to get, like, refrigeration in her van. So I'm assuming she she's one of those, like, nomads that live in her van. I've had a couple of friends that converted a van into, um, like, a portable home, so Hashtag to speak. Hashtag van life. Hashtag van life, yeah. They're really popular. We have one that comes to our neighborhood, like, every other month. And it's a nice, like, Mercedes van. Yeah, they hooked it up. It's got, like, solar panels, rims. The last time they came, they added a new, like storage box on the back of it if y'all listen to this shout out to you you got the hottest van in town right like i want to be friends with those people it's probably a dope ass van to just like go and explore the country and i i would love that our two dogs would hate it because tiny space but tiny space big dogs yeah all right we digress uh she gets a message from production and the message is they're coming a day early for a med check and they don't really, you know, explain why they're coming a day early. They just tell her they're coming a day early. So, of course, she kind of thinks, what if I won? What if I'm the last one? And it I mean, really... that would be my first thought, I feel like. Right, yeah. And it really kind of sends her into that, like, land of fantasizing about what she would do with the money, with the winnings, how much it would mean to her. Well, she wants that house in Sweden, right? She wants a house in Sweden, a little eclectic house, which I, I love for her. I like I truly love that for her. Little Scandinavian cabin. Yeah. Filled with IKEA furniture. Make it a little what is it, Hig? Hug? Huga. Huga. There we go. That's how you say it. Um so the med check comes and she is only ninety four pounds. I think my left leg is ninety four pounds. It is literally it blows my mind. Like I don't know how tall she is, but like Well they she, said she she's at ninety four pounds and she's lost thirty six. That puts her at what? One thirty to start. Wow. That's insane. She's tiny. Yeah. And she told she, as she's talking in her ITM, she talks about how like 
she does a full body wash every three days and she's like i know i'm a bag of bones i do a full body wash every three days and i think that was a cool tidbit of information because we don't see any other contestant <coughs> cough culture cough um <laughs> do like a body wash you know she definitely she was also doing laundry in her pit house i mean she looked consistently clean like every time yeah. that she was on camera like she she was very presentable had a nice clean face like yeah. her clothes always looked great i I wondered how because most of them are just rolling around in well, the dirt, and now it makes sense. We saw her doing laundry in her pit house. Right. Which, again, it's another thing. Like, how nice is it just to have, like, fresh, clean clothes available? And I don't see a lot of other contestants do that, and I'm sure that would do wonders for your mental state. Just to be able to put on something that doesn't smell like sweat and piss, you know? Um, so, the med check comes, and unfortunately, they have to pull her because she's just lost too much weight her heart rate is functioning at a 20 percent higher as a resting rate yeah as a resting rate compared to what they measured before which is a huge red flag for cardiovascular failure um risk of permanent damage yep that means basically like as you're resting your body is struggling to pump the blood through your body did you catch what her quote was? No. When, when she said, I've seen 30-year-old horses that look better than I do right now. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. I, you know, she she asks for a moment to just kind of retreat back into her pit house and cry it out and have a moment to herself because she, before she comes back out to production. And she's just like, I know this is the right thing to do. I just don't like crying in front of people. And it sucks. Like, as a woman who's been watching the show for eight seasons now, I just want a woman to win so badly. And I feel like Teresa truly had like some really cool knowledge. She had the grit. It just that her body couldn't hang on any longer. And I really hope there will be a woman winner sometime soon i think a lot of women might model their strategy after Teresa at this point like she came top three first pit house like was able to keep a lot of weight on when people were shedding so quickly yeah you know I mean, she she was able to not not just survive she kind of thrived and if it wasn't for the lack of food that every contestant was experiencing. I don't know if she'd call it thriving. She was hanging on. She was, she, she was, she was very, in great spirits through most of the season. Yeah, but she was also very honest. As for, like, she would constantly say, she's like, I'm not having fun anymore. This isn't like something I'm, I'm enjoying doing. There were contestants in previous seasons that definitely fared better, much better than her. But I think just like her knowledge is something that you can, will hopefully see come through with the next contestants on next seasons or whatever it is. Um, yeah. I mean, she could run training camps at this point to teach people how to do it. You I'm know? pretty sure she does that for a living. I, mean, I thought she was just a primitive survival expert. Yeah, so, literally. All right, maybe, well. I mean, specifically <laughs> for, like, the premise of alone is what I'm saying. Okay. All right, so, Teresa's pulled, so now we have two contestants remaining. Um, next, we're going to go to Biko. We see Biko on day 68, and he is holding up an ultrasound of his twins, and it's really sweet. You know, he said that 
he didn't even know if there were going to be girls, like what the gender was. Totally a social abstract, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, he is excited, but he's also saying how that's like what's motivating him. He gets up, he's going to go check his gill net. I feel like him getting up every day, checking the gill net, just reminds me of like Pinky in the Brain. Like, gee, Brain, what are we going to do today? Same thing we do every day, Pinky. <laughs> We're going to go check the gillnet, and it's empty. No fish as usual, is what he said. Um, he's going to start eating the underbark. So the underbark is kind of like that meaty part of a tree bark that's not quite the wood, but it's directly underneath like the hard outer bark, which I guess makes sense because it's called the underbark. We've seen a few contestants... You know, venture that route. Venture that route, and <laughs> it didn't end great for them. Yeah, d- didn't play out very well for them. So w- um, we'll it's, see. It's they said the the little infographic said it's high in sugars and fibers, but it can also cause nausea, constipation, upset stomach, diarrhea, pepto-bismol. Get some pepto. <laughs> it's a pepto-bismol. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so bold strategy, Catton. Caught, you know, bold strategy. Oh, wow, I cannot speak English today. See, this is what I mean by when Teresa switches her accent back and forth. That's what I'm going through. Bold, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how this one plays thank, out. Thank you. There we go. Um, yeah, so he makes this, like, soup, tea, stew, whatever it is, of underbark. You can see him eating it. He's not excited about it in the slightest. Says it tastes disgusting. And he called it tree meat. Yeah. And that was that was actually on day 69 is when we see him eat it. He was also trying to warm up his toes. And we've seen him kind of like have issues with his toes. You know. But he sang a song while he did it. He did. Because. 11 episodes, 11 different songs. It wouldn't be Biko if he didn't sing a song. That's a whole album. It, 11 songs constitutes a whole album. Yeah. In a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, so on day 70, his guts are in a knot. Who, who would have called that? Who thought his stomach was going to be in bad shape? Raise your hand. Yeah. Even though we can't see it. Yeah. He has lost over 90 pounds. 30% of his starting body weight. Which is insane to me. But 90 pounds for most other people would be like 50% of their body weight. Oh, for sure. Which, I mean, his strategy was get big. Right. Make yourself big. Yeah. So he's going to go out foraging, see what he can find, and he finds a huge patch of wild onions. So that made me so freaking happy because you could see, like, on this episode especially, Biko's just like, he's done. He's so fucking done. So done. You can see it in his facial expressions and his attitude. Like, he's just not having fun anymore. And it's you, you can also sense, like, the dilemma that's going on inside of him internally obvious sorry i'm just i'm done anyway you can see the dilemma that's going on internally because he's like i have nothing i have twins to come home to i have all of these things that are gonna be like a huge responsibility when i come home i need this money so do i like stay out here and torture myself or do i leave and disappoint myself and my whole family basically then that's like the 
the process of his thinking, you know? But what he also knows is that nobody's going to be disappointed in how far he's come. In Absolutely. His like, and he knows it deep down because he talks about it a lot of times. And But it's it's just, it's a big sum of money to just give yeah. up on. And Biko has been such a different kind of contestant that you don't see very often on this show. And, like, I've just been pulling so hard from him for him, in case you haven't been listening to our podcast. And the entire time, I was just like, come on, you got this. Pull through, you got this. So we see him again on day 71. He is laying in his shelter. You can see, I love Aaron carved into, like, the log behind him, which I thought was was really cute. He goes out to get water, and he slips, trying to get to the lake. I thought that was the end. I truly did, too. I, I thought it was game over. Also, like, I know you brought this up while we were watching, but why hasn't he melted the snow instead of, like, going to the lake? It would have been a low effort. True, true. Um, I mean, it would, I guess, thinking about it, I know I mentioned it probably when we initially watched on Thursday night, but I feel like the amount of snow it would take to fill a pot of water versus one quick trip to the lake. Yeah. It's it's more time effective. Yeah. So he comes back. He's apologizing to Aaron. And he's just sitting there and like, it's such a tense moment, and you tr- you truly didn't know if he was going to tap or not. He puts his hand in his, like, hoodie pocket, and I thought he was going to press the button. He's just, he's crying, and it's, like, I didn't know what was happening. Like, it was, my emotions, it was heart-wrenching. My emotions were so high. So, that's the last we see of him on day 71. And now, we're going to go to Clay. So, we see Clay. Oh, I lost my place. No. We pick up Clay on day 68. Thank you. We see the game camera with the little critter running around the shelter. Yes. And the production puts game cameras around the shelters just so that they can keep track of contestants to make sure they're not breaking any regulations um, for whatever area that they're in. So, you see a little fisher sneaking around his camp a little fisher um a fisher is basically it's in the, from the same family as wolverine extremely aggressive not a good critter to have around related to hugh jackman <laughs> yeah related to Hugh. Jackman. <laughs> wrong wolverine wrong wolverine so clay wakes up um he's just laying there he's thinking about food he's all done with his deer meat which is a huge uh-oh you know He's dropping weight rapidly. He's lost over 20% of his body weight since day one. And he's going to check his kill net. <laughs> like, Clay is a great hunter. He's a shit fisher. <laughs> like, no offense, Clay. Like, I mean, it's not even fisher. It's passive fishing. Like, It's just, I just, his attitude when it comes to fishing cracks me up. He's just like, like fuck if, this. If it, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, fuck me. Fuck it. I'm out. But, like, the way he does it is so, like, passive aggressive. Like, he's not angry. He's just like, I'm just done. Like, well, I can't when, do this anymore. When, I don't know if you noticed, but I did. When he was coming up to check the gill net and the waves were, were crashing in, 
you could see like the whole branch that it was attached to just like rolling back and forth. Like, it's no wonder the fucking thing was tangled every day. You could literally see his gill net, like, wrapped around the... That tree branch did a gator roll to pick up that net. But at the same time, remember last episode we saw him move the gill net to that big rock? And it wasn't this, there this time. It wasn't there, so he must have moved it back, but we didn't get to see that. Um. Anyway, he said he's officially done with the gill nets, and he goes, it's a net negative. I appreciate, like... A good pun, man. Clay has a very dry sense of humor. And it definitely grew on me. Like, I didn't notice it in the beginning of the season. But as time went on, it really started to come out. And he, like, he makes some good jokes. Like, I feel like you kind of see him crack a smile when he said that, too. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing. It's a net negative. So then we see him on day 69... And he's definitely getting more emotional. He said he's thinking about food and how many days he has left. A lot. And nothing. He said a lot of days and nothing to eat. Um, he's talking about eating eyeballs and brains. No thank you. Yeah, I'll pass. Like, I would think about eating... I don't know, what is it that I love to eat? A pizza? Well, I mean... He wasn't fantasizing about the good stuff he wants to eat. He's fantasizing oh. about the desperation stuff that he could be eating. Got it. Well, it came off to he's me. Like, <laughs> he's like, when you get down to that nitty gritty, you gotta, you gotta utilize the whole animal. You can't just think of like the the regular meat that we would eat. You gotta maybe instead of brain tanning the hide, he would have been like brain soup. Yeah, I guess it depends, especially on the animal and the area, because the brain isn't always. Um, the safest to eat but yeah when you're in a situation where you're starving why not i guess so he goes out to he set out some trap lines so he's gonna go check those and he said he's never trapped rabbits before he's well he's never trapped rabbits because it's illegal illegal. at home yeah yeah so this is the first time he's trapping rabbits he's walking around and he got a rabbit he he was kind of down the first snare didn't didn't turn up anything but then he got one and then then he he got got another Count him. One, two. One, two. One, two. And I feel like, for me, I was like, game over. That's it. You know. Yeah, th- I feel like that, that sealed the deal right there. Yeah. So, he gets he gets his wish. He gets to eat the eyeballs and the brain. We got a lovely graphic tutorial on how to eat a rabbit's head. Well, and it does show, like, on the little uh, Chiron, whatever, that flashes through that he's caught four rabbits during this his stay and like i pointed out last episode he did have like a rabbit hide hanging from his roof or from his ceiling i should say so he's definitely been eating some rabbit but these two were a huge huge win for him because he needed the food they look big they were pretty big but they do puff up like so there's a big true true you know still a decent amount of food like the, the usual meat on them i've i've eaten rabbit in some of the restaurants I've worked at, and it, the usable meat isn't always substantial, but it's tasty. I So, in case you don't know at this point, I grew up in Russia. My <gasps> <laughs> my uncle is an avid hunter. Like, he would go, well, bless his soul, that un- the uncle I'm talking about has passed since. But he, he would always go out, like, catch wild boar, deer, rabbit, and the one time we were visiting him, he caught a bunch of rabbit, and my aunt was cooking it. 
And I don't know how she was cooking it. But Did it smell like hell? The smell. Yeah. I will never forget this. That It's not even a gamey smell. It just, it doesn't smell good. I feel like it smells a little rotten sometimes. It's not like rotten. It smelled like... It's not It's not a dog food. Like, I truly can't explain the smell to you. It's like a really terrible smelling bone marrow. Like, it was not good. And I couldn't eat it. You know? And it's a shame because I hear rabbit tastes delicious. I have had rabbit since at a restaurant. But, like, that smell just stayed with me through all these years. I'll never forget it. So. I mean, a lot of your taste sense does come through the smell also and oh yeah absolutely it's like you know when you have a cold and you can't your nose is stuffed you can't smell anything you can't taste anything it's tough at the same time it sucks anyway sorry for that tangent um we're good for that (laughs) yeah we are we're really good for that um so he goes to bed and during the night he's like he hears something i feel like clay definitely wins the award for like having the most predators come to his campsite probably because he's had the most food he actually has something that they want spoiler alert that's not one of our superlatives later yeah it is not but he gets he gets out of the shelter is trying to figure out what it is and that's the fisher and i love that it said on the bottom fisher doesn't have a lot of natural enemies due to due to its aggressive demeanor same same <laughs> <laughs> Random bursts of anger. Um. <laughs> wait, wait, can we go back to the beginning of day 70, though, when he's putting his pants no, on? No, I was actually going. Oh, there. okay. This was during the night. And then in the morning, we see him get up, and he's like, I'm definitely shedding pounds. I'm definitely losing weight. Because he's like, These pants I stole. He goes, These pants I stole from Fish and Game. First of all, Clay, I don't know what the stature of limitation is for shoplifting a pair of pants. But, sir, I, I think you, you owe Fish and Game also, some money. You're a 39-year-old man with a successful company. I don't think you need to be stealing pants. Right. You could have said, like, you know, borrowed, bought. Just just saying there. Just saying. Five-finger discount. Yep. Wait, no, that's still stealing. No, that's still the same thing. <laughs> Uh, what are your sons gonna see when they watch this? You know, just just saying, just saying. Set a good example, Clay. And now that he's put on his stolen merchandise, he's gonna go out and check his trap uh, trap lines. So he realizes that the Fisher has been going through them. And I don't know if you remember from the last episode, the preview for this episode was that Clay finds some blood in the snow, and that's. From the fisher. Well, because we thought he he got the big yeah. cat. Yeah, we thought he got a cat, but no, it was the fisher stealing a rabbit out of his trap. So, Clay is not happy. He is not happy. So that was day 70. And now, drum roll please. The morning of day 73. We see... You're skipping all over 71? There was no... I mean, day seventy-one. They, they, he and Biko both talked about Thanksgiving Day. Oh shit! That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Go and, on. And he was talking about how how much he misses Liz. They've been together for twenty-three years and has never missed a Thanksgiving with her. Basically, high together school since sweethearts. they were seventeen, high yeah. school sweethearts, which is adorable. That doesn't really happen much anymore. No. 
Yeah. Um, but then he he brought the photo yes. of the family that he didn't look at until literally that day because he didn't want to be tempted to tap. Yeah. Him and Beaker are kind of very, like, they have a really nice parallel going in their um, monologues, like, you know? Beaker's motivated by the photo and Clay didn't want to look at it. Yeah. For risk of going home because yeah. he's... You know, he says he's been he's been out in the bush, the backwoods, a lot, but he always knows he can go right home. Right, and Beko's kind of like, I wish I was with my family right now, having a feast, talking about all that, and it's like you can see both of them almost ready to tap, it, and they do this editing thing. They've done it before, where it's like, which one of you is gonna press the button? And that's where they kind of drop it off at. That was the little cliffhanger for the commercial. The cliffhanger, yeah. yeah. So then we see the boat. Day 73 now. Day 73. The boat is coming through the lake. We see it pull up. And we're all like, who did it? Tensions are high. And we see Biko on the shore. And he is just like. He was he, sad but smiling. He was sad but smiling. He said his body couldn't do it anymore, so they took him in. I cried. You know, he he said he promised Aaron if it came to health or money, he chose health. Yeah, because you know, there's no amount of money that can bring your dad back. Right. I'd rather and, like have a dad instead of knowing that he died because he was trying to like win some money. You know, some like fruitless effort to win half a mil it's not worth it it's not worth it like be alive for your kids man so they took him took him away and then we see of course day 74 the boat pulls up to clay and this is where we also get our answer as far as is there going to be a relative and like i predicted there's not so what they do instead is they basically ask him yeah they played him man oh they did they they went through like a full-on regular ass med check like how how much longer do you think you can be out here, bud? Yeah. Like, oh, I got a lot of time left in me, but not a lot at the same time. And again, you see his stomach. Like, he looks very muscular. He looks ripped. He doesn't look, like, starved or anything like that. So he's hanging on to that muscle. He's, he's not bones like Teresa was when they checked her. Like, yeah. you can see every single rib yeah. in her body. So then they, they go, well, you're not going to have to do that anymore. You're the last one left. And he just, like starts crying and you know of course like all the exciting things you do when you've won alone um yeah so congratulations clay hayes 74 days 74 um that is the third longest time in the franchise history more about that later in your fun facts section um he calls his wife from a satellite phone from the shore get the coffee ready get the coffee ready (laughs) my guy (laughs) I mean, and you know what's crazy is, like, when later on in the fireside chat, they show flashbacks of him on day one, like, without his beard. Oh, so weird. It was so weird, like... Like little baby face clay? Yeah. So, those are... that. That's the episode. And now we're going to move on to the fireside chats. 
let me scroll up here. The first one we're going to talk about is um, Coulter because we didn't get to discuss that last time. I think they posted late after yeah. after we'd already recorded. Yeah, it definitely wasn't up on the Friday. And it is kind of tricky to find them on the webpage. Like, yeah. I had to actually type it into the Google machine. Um, I had to go to the Google. I had to go to that Google's machine. <laughs> but it is on um, History Channel. so we, we got there. Yes. I can post the the links in the show notes because I am a generous podcaster. Benevolent podcast lady. <laughs> <laughs> so Coulter gained uh, 40 pounds. Like in- 12 days post-extraction, they, they filmed it. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of it is probably hydration. Like Water he, weight going back on, yeah. maybe. He looks like a brand new person. He finally, like... He sounds so much better. Yeah. Like, I mean, they all sound so much better. He let's brushed be his beard. He washed his face. He lost 86 pounds in 67 days. And he was 242 pounds starting the show. So he wasn't, like, a small I mean, he, guy. Yeah, I mean, he didn't get over 300 like another guy we know, but... You know... Still... So- could be like, his metabolism too. Push, but. Pushing pushing two fifty, going in there like, yeah, yeah. It, I don't know if he consciously bulked up, but and once again he didn't get pulled because he lost too much weight. He got pulled because of his heart condi- like heart condition, right? Not condition, but his his heart function. Heart function. That's what it is. Like they, so, there there could have been irreparable damage with where he was and how he was going. Right. Once again, your weight can give you a slight advantage on the show but it's not end all be all the, the the rest of your body and your organs all play a part in this too and exactly i know a lot of people bitch about people bulking up like that yeah. but it's 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 not the only factor right so the one thing he said he would have changed he would have diversified more of what he was doing he said he put Moved the gill net a little more he put all of his like eggs in the boat in the gill net basket if you will and that's passive. So he's like, you know, while the gillnet was out there, I should have been doing something else. Setting snares, um, doing something. He said he was thinking about, like, she should have been exploring the landslide, which means he was very close to the landslide. And I believe we, cover, we covered the landslide in earlier episodes, but I didn't realize he was that close to it. Um, yeah, we'll have to go back to the map and kind of see where he was positioned yeah. compared to everyone else. And I have the map and the location of all the contestants on our Instagram at homealone.pod. If you want to go check it out, it's on there. He said he was one of the few contestants to stay this long without a fire starter. And I love... His, his mom was on I love his, his mom. stuff. I love his mom. His mom was on his shit. She's like, you're either going to be the smartest or the stupidest. She said, take a freaking ferro rod was her only advice. And I said the same thing. I, I, I love his mother. Um, we, we've seen people knocked out in less than a week without taking ferro rods, and he made oh, it that long. Yeah. Which, bravo, dude. Right. He, he was very honest about it. He said he's just as shit as starting a fire with a ferro rod or a bow drill. So really didn't matter to him. And that's – I admire that, you know. Um, he, he knows that about himself. Uh, Nikki also asked him about the naked bear encounter, <laughs> and I loved his sense of humor about it. He was like more—he was more worried about his boat because he said that bears love chewing on rubber and plastic. Yeah, and I think that's why he kept his boat out in the water, like Clay predicted in his YouTube video, versus keeping it out in the shore because he didn't want the bear getting in it. Just make it less accessible. Yeah, the more you know. So 
don't don't wear your latex uh, rubber BDSM suit if you're gonna be around bears. <laughs> he he also admitted that he was probably the dirtiest contestant ever on Alone. Yes, unlike Teresa, he was not washing his full body every three well, days. And he explained why because his he built his shelter up the hill so far from the lake. He said, if I'm going to haul the water up there, I'm not wasting it on my face. I'm keeping it for food and drink. But why couldn't he, like, wash his face when he was getting the water from the lake? It'd be a nice ice-cold wake-up in the morning. Exactly. Like, give yourself... You can't have coffee. and Just get a little ice bath. It's actually really good for you. Toss a little down your pants. Wake everything up. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, So the next fireside chat was with Teresa. Teresa looks fantastic. Like, she's got a little makeup on. She's got her earrings on. Like, I appreciate Those that. Those earrings. Bam. Big old gold earrings. Yeah, Love it. Loved it. So, she said that she was at the end game stage. She's had about five days of firewood left, three days of food. So, she was basically waiting out for those few days until she tapped. Um, she built a snowman. We see a couple of, like, you know, unseen footage of her just enjoying herself. She named it. I forget what she named it. Oh, I forget it too. It was like Edward or something. I think may have been something like that, yeah. But that that was A plus snowman. Yeah. And, you know, Nikki compliments her house. I, I honestly think that one of the best shelters we've seen in the game. So that's basically the fireside chat with her. It was very short and sweet. It was short and sweet, very concise. Yep, very concise. Then we see Biko. So Biko we see ten days after his tap out. He said that his heart started to do quote-unquote weird stuff and i'm gonna get in that in detail in a little bit and he said it doesn't come down to how much fat your body has on you it comes down to nutrients he also said that he spent two days in the hospital after he was um he tapped out i hope that was on history channel's dime yeah i mean i would assume so and then he also talked about, you know, like, Nikki asked how he was dealing with the starvation, and he said that he would kind of, like, quiet down his hunger cramps with water or tea, which just makes me feel like, man, like, have you ever been, like, so hungry? You just drink some tea or, like, water. It's, it's, oh, it's just awful, like, what he went, what all the contestants went through, but just, like... This season was so especially tough. Tough, yeah. So he, his 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 final joke, he thought the bears would see him as a replacement for salmon because they were struggling for food too. Yes, because it was a record low salmon season. So on top of having like such a tough location due to COVID, there was also a landslide which limited the salmon population in the lake and put in place more strict fishing restrictions. So it's like, hey guys, this will be like the toughest season ever of Alone. Um, and that's what you got to deal with. So have fun. Have fun. Bye. And then we see Clay, our winner. And I feel like out of everyone on the fireside chats that we've seen so far, Clay still looks like he's living in the woods. <laughs> I mean, it was only four days later. Yeah. Um,. Looking back at him getting that buck, like I said earlier, like, it seems like so long ago, and, like, he's just so baby-faced. And he also talks about his bear encounter, the grizzly encounter that we saw. Um, he basically was saying how, like, the bear just wanted to know what he was. It wasn't necessarily, like, it, charging it, him. Yeah, it wasn't, like, attacking. It was just curious. Speaking of bears, 
Was there a bear encounter counter for this episode? Big old goose egg. Wow. For, for the Grizzly Mountain season, huh? Grizzly Mountain got a goose egg in the last episode. A, a big old zero for the final episode. Now, if it were a hair encounter counter, <laughs> we'd have had two. So that's, that's all we've got for the fireside chats. Then we are going to go for our... How do you say it? Cast superlatives. Superlatives. We That's thought it'd be thought it'd be kind of fun to to go back to high school and be like, best this, coolest that. Yeah. So our first one, our first category is best shelter slash prettiest shelter. So a best shelter, we're gonna go give to Teresa. Teresa for sure. However, oh, go on. I'm sorry, I cut oh, you off. I was gonna say, I feel like. It's the one that looked most like an actual house. Like, she could fully stand up in it. It was just so well-maintained, so genius how and she made it. it. It wasn't even just that. Like, it was the the one shelter that, in longevity sense, kept her warm when she needed to be warm, kept her cool when she needed to be cool, which is, you know, she lost a lot of weight, but her body wasn't shivering spending unnecessary calories and she talked about that i think in her chat also yeah um prettiest shelter on the other hand jordan hands down that that thing fit together like a glove like he he did all the carpentry work oh my god and joined everything ever so part i don't think he even needed to chink it with moss no it like it hurt my soul (laughs) to know that it's gonna get taken apart when he tapped out because it was just so beautiful. So Speaking well of taking apart, I loved in the last two episodes that they showed they finally the shelter showed breakdowns. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, like, I've a lot of people comments, wanted that. they've been complaining, why don't we see it anymore? That was one of my favorite parts of the tap outs. Like, the produ- watch, watch the deconstruction. Yeah, I guess the production is finally like, all right, let's give them what they want. And they put it in there. All right, our next category is class joker. Can you all guess what this one is? Who's a class joker? Biko. 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 Yeah. Um, then we, we, have... we could call this one most sarcastic also. Yeah. Uh, next one is most dramatic. And this one is a I, two I think for, we had a split. Like the, like the first category, yes. You, you can tell them the first one. The first one would be Tim. No offense to Tim. I know that he's had a heart condition, but then it just turned out to be hunger pains and not a heart attack. Maybe, but, maybe find food and build your shelter at the same time. Yes, but in the meanwhile, it was a very dramatic performance. And you? I forget who the second... Who do we say the second one was? Matt. That's right. Matt. Matt and Chad and all of the other camera kids. Yeah. They, they, were, they were very dramatic. I would say the most dramatic because he had a lot of videos explaining his tap out and... Kind of had the... The, the breakdown freak out towards the end of his tenure. Yeah, a lot of... A lot was happening there. Um, luckiest Forager. We gave that one to Teresa. Yes. Because... Because... Beachfish. Beachfish. And she's been surviving, providing for herself for 69 days. She was almost full on vegan for 69 days. Right. But she And didn't forged, mention it once. She foraged some fish. Beach fish, never forget that one. Uh, then we have a. This is a combination. We, we have a twofer. A we couldn't decide category. We couldn't decide what this contestant uh, w- would be best remembered for. Right. So we decided on best inner voice and best facial hair. 
And I think you all know where we're going here, but it's Nate. This one goes out to our friend Nate. I feel Techno like... Techno Viking Nate. <laughs> Irish man in her voice, Nate. I feel like the way he talked his, talked himself through a lot of the difficult situations was very admirable. He also had his fun uh, Irish inner voice. <laughs> Irish or Scottish? Some, somewhere over there. Somewhere in the British Isles. And, of course, the best facial hair. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, straight up looked like a Viking with that blonde beard. Big frame. like. Yeah, beautiful beard. I said it before, I'll say it again. Beard goals. Beard goals, yeah. So, then we have Dirtiest Player. And, and we're not talking about cheating. <laughs> we're just talking, we're talking about, about looking like he just walked out of a coal mine. And that would be Coulter. Coulter. <laughs> Yes, Coulter, I hope you took a really nice, long, hot shower. Um, that must have been the best shower of your life, man. And listen, I don't know what the skincare situation is like in Alaska, but just, you know, you got to wash your face. Moisturize. It'll go a long way. Fish oils, probably. Probably, yeah. Then we have uh, Best Alter Ego. <clears throat> that one is going to go to Michelle. Right. For her Tanya Riesling. Tanya Riesling news reporter. News reporter. Good job. Coming at you live from Choco Lake. I don't think you should be out here in this wind anymore. (laughs) Then (laughs) next one is most likely to leave her purse at the bar. Can can I add most likely to want to speak to the manager? Really? I think so. Okay. Most likely to leave her purse at the bar is going to go to Rose because she left her bag in the tent in her shelter uh, when she went out to get her rabbit broth and she had everybody freaking out because she wasn't communicating back at the bar in an uber somewhere i lost my cell phone i don't know um and the last one is the most philosophical Obviously, Clay. If you Mr. Clay guessed. Hayes. If you've been following along, you know he was the only one left. Also, best poet. He threw a great poem down at the end when he was waiting for that fake med check. Yeah, I should have written it out, written it, transcribed it, but I didn't. It's probably in his book. Probably will be in his book. He is writing a book about his experience, which I will say, if you... I did some detective work. I went on his wife's Instagram and on like December 24th, she posted a picture of her with a brand new Subaru. And I was like, yeah, he definitely won because that's a brand new car. And I would buy a brand new car if I won half a million dollars, you know, maybe his bow business picked up around Christmas time. Who knows? Could have been, but I feel like that was definitely a giveaway. And I feel like in his YouTube videos too, I don't know how many of y'all watch them. But the way he just carries himself was had that like winner attitude in it for sure. Yeah, that's. I didn't watch a lot of his videos. No, you didn't. Um, all let, right. I just let you give me the cliff notes. So some stats on this season: we had Clay, who lasted seventy four days, which was the third longest stay. The longest is of course Roland, who stayed a hundred days. But that was part of the challenge. Yeah, then we had uh, Fowler, Zach Fowler. In Patagonia season, he stayed 87 days. And then Jordan came right behind Clay. He stayed 73 days. Um, We had 
probably the most med taps this season as well. And we had the same amount of females, all that stuff. Age differences were pretty much, most contestants were in their 40s, the majority of them. Um, oldest contestant was Tim at 48. And youngest was Biko. 29? 29, yeah. So those are basically the stats. Um, and now I want to talk about Biko's tap out. So he said when he left the field and got back to the base camp, and this is all on his Instagram, um, he was flown by a helicopter to the hospital before he could even shower. So he had um, a condition. It's called hypokalemia. And basically, it's where your potassium level goes, like, very, very low. And they said he could have had a cardiac arrest and could have been gone before his before the med team even gotten there. It's which wild. is wild. And I'm so glad that he, again, chose safety over staying there. Um, he also created a GoFundMe. His friend created the GoFundMe, he, I thought. Yeah, yeah, his friend created, I'm sorry, a GoFundMe for him. And... This, like, reading the GoFundMe, like, really hurt because during his stay on Alone, his Rottweiler, Freya, passed away. I did not know that. And I can't imagine, like, one of our dogs passing away. And not being able to say goodbye. And not being able to say goodbye. Like, that would would just kill me. And not only was his fiancé alone for over 100 days because... They had to be flown out there, quarantined, etc. She had to evacuate their house because of the wildfires. And she had to go stay with friends. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's hard. It's a lot. But he seems to be getting a lot of really good support from everybody. And I just hope that he keeps on doing what he's doing. Um, and I hope to see more of him. You know, he was definitely somebody that was very memorable and he was a great personality yeah i think he's got a future in the like bushcrafting adventure like outdoor type shit maybe woodsy forging yeah he could be a woodsy troll making shanks out of nails you find in the forest so that's all we've got um we are actually gonna go camping this week ourselves josh reluctantly so me excitedly every time reluctantly so <laughs> but we'll be uh without cell phone service kind of out in the in the woods and we go we go dispersed camping because of our dogs so we can't really have anybody else around but it's always really fun i noticed that i go to bed much earlier just because there's nothing to do once that sun goes down it, there's no point yeah so if you have any um suggestions for what we can do without cell phone service please drop it on our instagram at homealone.pod Within the first 24 hours of this episode posting, please, because we'll be gone by then. Oh, yeah. We'll be gone Tuesday. Um, And I think what we're going to do next is start with season one and just keep going until we catch up. And if if y'all have any other shows that you want us to check out and cover, let us know. We're thinking about maybe doing Naked and Afraid XL. That's been tossed around. So, yeah. Reach out to us. Let us know. As always, if you like what you hear, uh, please rate and subscribe. Leave us a review. It is much, much appreciated. And until next time. Bye.
Don't be alone. 